Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia Frico, senior content producer and editor of the Booktopian, and you're listening to another episode of Booktopia On, and our topic today is crime fiction because it is crime month here at Booktopia. Joining me today is uh, Ben Hunter, our fiction category manager. Hello, Ben. Hi. And also, a little unusually, but, and you know, not that out of character, is our kids and YA buyer, um, category manager, Sarah McDooling. Hi, Sarah. Hi, kids' books and crime just go hand in hand. Well, there's kids sleuths, yeah. <laughs> Nancy Drew. Exactly, exactly. Um, so as we said, this is Booktopia on crime fiction. Uh, because it is crime month here at Booktopia, uh, why don't we chat a little bit about what crime month is? Oh, good question. <laughs> um, crime month is our... Um, very imaginative title for a month-long extravaganza about crime and thriller books. Um, we're celebrating our crime and thriller readers um, uh, all over the place um, uh, with some hand-curated selections across a range of subgenres um, and some of our favourite series as well. Um, there's 25% off all of our top picks for the year, um, which is a great um, little deal. Um, there's crime and thriller DVDs, there's crime and thriller e-books, um, and Perhaps best of all, you can win a big, 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 big stack of books. Um, How big is it? We're calling it the ultimate sleuth prize pack. There's over eight hundred dollars worth of crime books, which will just keep you reading for, well, if you're Sarah, about ten minutes. <laughs> a good ten minutes. Yeah, yeah a wonderful ten minutes. Best ten minutes of your life. Mm. So, like, crime fiction is just one of those genres that is enduringly popular. I don't think it'll ever go out of style. Um, it's on TV, it's in our uh, movie theatres, and it's in our books. So I guess I wanted to open up the podcast and ask you guys, why do you love crime fiction? What do you get out of it? And also, why do you think it's so popular? Uh, Sarah, we'll throw it over to you. I could talk about this for a very long time, so let's hope I can be succinct. I think... The reason I've thought about this is because I think there's this perception that if you really like crime, there's something like, you know, gory and salacious about it um, or you're like morbid. And honestly, I don't even particularly like crime with a lot of violence or gore. And to me, it's all about solving. Like it's about Every crime novel is essentially a trick that the author is trying to play on you. They don't want you to solve it. And in reading the book, you kind of get to try and outsmart them. Like, it's like a puzzle or a crossword or something. There's just something cathartic about it for me. I like that the more you, kind of like with crosswords or puzzles, the more you do it, the more you read crime fiction, like, you start to really recognise all of the tropes and um, of the genre and all of the like patterns in the ways that when there's a twist there's always a counter twist and you always know the first clue or and sometimes up to the fifth clue is probably a red herring but in there somewhere is like an actual clue I don't know it's it's hard to explain I like the pattern of it I like I'm going to use the analogy of oh, how am I going to say this I like that in the genre a genre that has a lot of rules like this you kind of, you just enter into this tacit agreement with the author that you're going to read this story, a crime will happen, someone will be 
found responsible and it will get solved. So the, the minute you pick up that book, you're, you're reading something with a lot of rules and it's kind of like, I'm going to draw a comparison to Lego Masters. <laughs> Bear with me here, okay? So like in Lego Masters, you've got a lot of rules and, and the author slash Lego builder has a challenge because they have to make something creative and interesting as it seems fresh and new, but they can only do it in a certain time period, you know, with a certain number of pieces and there's like rules surrounding it. So people have to get really creative within those rules and it's and it's challenging. And I love variations on a theme. Plus there's just the archetypal good versus evil story that's always, it just appeals to me in a, in a myth and legend type way. So for all of those reasons. I, I think, so I think that, yeah. that, that appeals to uh, a lot of people, Sarah. I, I think crime fiction, out of perhaps out of all um, genres, um, has a really um, interesting uh, set of structures and, and like sub-genre structures as well. You know, you can really drill down in crime fiction. It's a very... Um, uh, it's a very diverse and very well organized sort of um, kingdom of of fiction. Yeah. And within 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 that um, uh, that genre principle, there's a, a very strong kind of um, uh, exploration of um, moral. Um, they're moral stories, right? And, yeah. Um, you know, they they are always a journey from disorder to order um which you know is is like one of the most appealing kind of um forms of storytelling going back to something like well you can go back to greek theater i you know, i always think of um macbeth as like the the ultimate crime novel, <laughs> oh, yeah. in a sense you know this this they're just innately appealing stories where uh, and it's kind of unspeakable taboo happens and the audience is on the side of um, this kind of collective will to bring this um, world back into order. So yeah. there's, kind of, there's kind of power in its formulaic nature, which I like think... a book being formulaic is often seen as a negative, but it's actually, you can twist that and make it a powerful thing in crime fiction. That's really Absolutely. cool. Yeah, I think with as with most genres, if it's not creative within the formula, then it's boring and predictable and you won't like it but the really great crime writers or the really great writers full stop can um can take those tropes and those like genre structures and really use them to do something interesting um and i think that's why yeah that's why i like crime i think the crime, crime writers are kind of like one day or, or sometimes historical um, anthropologists, you know, they're, they're weaving our um, collective consciousness into the page. You know, when we talk about how yeah. much we like Michael Connolly, Michael Connolly's um, LA noirs are always full of just what's going on, whether it's, um, you know, uh, like issues around race and ethnicity, corruption and policing, mm. um, gender politics and policing, uh, me too was a big thing in um, his last Bosch novel. Like, mm. there's just so much stuff going on. It's awesome. Mm. And I feel like it kind of has that bad reputation of just being like big macho man going in and like solving, like solving the mystery, catching the serial killer while like 
you know, help yeah, it's women that. get butchered. It's got that reputation, but like, I think if we can see from just the depth and the variety of books that are featured in our Crime Up campaign, like it's the opposite is kind of true. Yeah, there's look from 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 the outside, pretty much all genres have stereotypical like mm. people have ideas about what they're all about. Um, yeah. But you know, if you are discriminating in what you read within any genre, you're going to find amazing books. Um, you know, I I truly I truly believe that. I'm I'm yeah. I'm a genre fan. Yeah, and I think the more rigid a genre is, the more it invites itself to subversion. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Oh. Well, before we get like too deep into genre theory, because <laughs> back to makes me feel like I'm in uni. Um, I guess we should actually talk about some of the books that are featured this year. So, what have been the highlights of 2020 so far for crime fiction? Like, what's come out, and what are people loving? What are your favourites so far? Um, so these are books that aren't, that are already out, not ones that are Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, going back to February, we had The Good Turn by Devlin McTean, and that was a standout for me. Absolutely. And for everyone, I feel. The, most, <laughs> the, the fastest selling crime book of the year, and probably will remain that way, probably will win out 2020 as the big book of the year. Um, like Devil has just gone from strength to strength and, and this book is mm. her best yet. It's awesome. Isn't it strange to think that when we were doing that signing with Devla, that was this year? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, it's changed it's a, a little bit. What an innocent yeah. time that was. Oh. Early in 2020. Yeah. I also, uh, thinking of other signings we did back in the times before, um, <laughs> I really like, yes. <laughs> the spots, yeah, that's, that's been my other sort of book. Gathering Dark. Um, it's, what a crazy book. What a crazy writer. I love that book so much. She is a perfect <laughs> example of someone who, who takes, like, the tropes and just tears them up and makes them in confetti and, like, fireworks. Like, er everything she writes is just... If you tried to explain to someone the elements of the plot, they would just think that it sounds so outlandish, but she pulls it off with flair and style and you just can't put her books down. And her characters are just so quirky and I don't know. I just, I love her. And this one was, this one was something else. Like this one really felt like, um, you know, yeah. another level oh, of Panda yeah. Spock. So this, yeah, this, and this one is... Is set in um, uh, America, in Los Angeles, I think. Um, yeah. There's so the hero is a um, was a wealthy surgeon, like a well-to-do white lady of America, who yeah. uh, spends time in prison uh, as a convicted killer. Um, very out of character for her. She's the neighbor killer. She killed her neighbor. And, and they all call then, her neighbor. It's so cool. She's yeah, got a serial oh, killer nickname. Yes, they all have cool names. <laughs> and like, and then there's um, her soulmate Sneak because she's like a kleptomaniac. Uh, is like they become just strangely like it's like a buddy film almost. <laughs> it's like, it honestly feels like yeah, like one of those films that you've seen a million times with a bunch of guys, like a Fast and the Furious film or something. 
But Sarah, I think you compared it to Birds of Prey in your review. Oh my god, yeah. It it gave me Birds of Prey vibe vibes. It's just this team of really strong women with, you know, not all that much in common who are kind mm. of working together. Convicted um, killers and uh, and uh, um, a crime and a detective boss. on the other side, and they're all women. Uh, <laughs> they're all trying to navigate this like very like you know realistically very grim vision of Los Angeles. <laughs> um, it solves some really heavy stuff, um, and also some hilarious. cute stuff like the pet little the little mini the oh, gopher. Yeah. The gopher, <laughs> yes. I was going to say, they have gophers. <laughs> Called you Jackman. Oh my yes. god, it, you just can't like Candace Fox is the best, yeah. and that was that was one of a standout for me. Probably Bring Dark it. and The Good Turn are my two favorites of the year so far. Agreed, yeah, me too. Um, we've cool. also had um, a mid year uh, release from Michael Connolly, which is pretty oh, amazing. Yes? Um, yeah, fair warning, fair warning. Uh, what else have we had? Um, oh, I haven't read it yet, but I'm really looking forward to the the safe place. Wait, Anna Down. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's just coming out, and that's um, that's great. That's um, it's uh, makes you sweat. That book, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's all. It's mostly set in the south of France, in the most beautiful, like, what's essentially a chateau. <sighs> Absolutely gorgeous. Mm. Uh, um, there's been a. A, a, a good few like of like the big names. There's a new um, uh, Grisham, really cool. Um, if you read Grisham, uh, James Patterson has like ten new books. There's a new <laughs> always, <Arts. laughs> um, which would be her what her millionth um, uh, <laughs> Brennan book. <laughs> um, she's and I'm um, looking at it now. It's got um, eight starred reviews. Um, people are loving it. Um, it's wow. done really well. So you know all these all these big names going from strength to strength, and then the the next half of the year is just going to go wild. Oh my gosh! Okay, so looking forward, what can we look forward to in Jane the Harper. latter half of twenty twenty? Jane, Jane Harper. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. I'm wait so excited. Book. I can't even think about other upcoming crime books. I just I just mm. want to get my hands on that one. Yes. And, yeah. And proof copies of the book exist, but they're not. But oh not God. with us. Very traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about um, Jane Harper is that her novels, like, they're these kind of awful crimes, but then when you, they, you find out what happened, it's often the most mundane human reason that mm. these horrific things have happened. And I, I kind of like that how she does that, how it's not some outlandish, like, scheme or plot. It's just, you know, someone had a gambling debt they needed to pay off and ruined an entire community because of it that kind of thing um, yeah uh, her style is very yeah um from someone like candace fox mm. she te- she tends to tell stories you know that have fewer characters that are sort of like the lost man is basically just one family um yeah god i loved that book <laughs> excuse me yeah so I don't know, totally different style, but so, so compelling and, like, so atmospheric. You just get lost in her books. Um, I, I, The Survivors is coming out in, it's September, right? September. Yeah. 
think, or October. Um, and I can't, I just, I, I need it. <laughs> I need it. I'm um, sure there are other books up coming in. I can't think what they are yes, right now. Can we think yes. about this? Um, Throw it over to you, Ben. There's a, uh, a new title called The Hunted by uh, a dude called Gabriel Bergmoser. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, that's David Crime. He's, he's had some, he's very young and he's um, been a, a playwright in uh, his life already. Um, Australian uh, rural crime. So that's really exciting. There's a book that's just come out um, as well, another Australian um, new emerging author. It's called The Blots, um, which is like a gritty, eerie book um, set in Tasmania. Um, so some really cool new Australian crime. Oh, um, and I... Uh, the Blots is by Kyle Perry, Perry, right? And I've got one coming Kyle right? Perry, yes. Kyle yeah. Perry. Um, and yes, uh, uh, Chris Hammer's got a new book. Chris Hammer has a new book, which uh, will be third in his series it's not as enormous as his previous books i've just the proof copy arrived in my oh head. how um, many pages or uh, like, like a normal book size <laughs> <laughs> and that one's um, called trust right it is called trust yeah uh karen slaughter has a new book uh the silent wife um which is oh, I love that. Like crazy oh. Um, Daniel Silva has a new Gabriella Lon thriller. Um, if you like your kind of big international uh, spy thriller um, genre, that's like his, his the go-to. Um, and Michael Robotham has oh, a yeah. new Cyrus Haven novel. So um, uh, the direct follow-up to Good Girl, Bad Girl, um, it's called When She Was Good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but it's awesome. It is it is fabulous it is razor sharp it's like his best one i've read yet and i've read a couple of his um of course there's the new uh, uh jack reacher book which is lee child writing in um concert with his brother who's going to take over the series from him that's really i am interested that's... to see how that goes uh that's called the sentinel um and will be out um at the end of october there's a new lindela plant uh, there's a new J.D. Robb um, in Death series. That'll be the 51st novel in that series. 51. Yeah, oh, 51 wow. books. Yeah. That is um, wild. There's a new Vera Stanhope from Anne Cleves um, called The Darkest Evening. Um, there's a new Rebus by Ian Rankin. This, I, t- I was telling you this is going to be huge. Um, the new Rebus is called A Song for the Dark Times. Uh very fitting. Joe Nesbo, The Kingdom. How much time have you got? <laughs> so I know. It's, it's probably... Disney Gary Disha? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. In November, it's probably a, a fair way away. But I am excited about it because it's a new Hirsch book um, called Consolation. And so that's going to be a Christmas present from Sarah to Sarah in November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, and speaking of... Um, Gary Disher, text his publisher have got a new um, Australian noir writer that they're they've put out. Um, and that's that's coming in August. It's called The Night Whistler. The author is Greg Woodland, and it looks creepy and eerie and wonderful. Um, so if you if you like um, uh, Gary Disher, a text also published Peter Temple. So they they do crime very well, Australian crime very well. So that's definitely one to check out. Um, and another book um, coming out of the UK um, 
I think this is their debut. Um, the author is Rose Carlyle. The title is The Girl in the Mirror. It's a psychological thriller, um, which is about twins. <laughs> Identical Ooh, twins. twins are always spooky. Uh, and Apologies to any twins of, listening. I've, I mean, uh, in, within crime novels. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, I've read a little bit of it, and the writing is supremely good, like uh, literary award-winning, like sh- just razor sharp. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't inhale millions of psychological thrillers, but that will be one to look out for. Um, and just to add a kids book to this mix, <laughs> um, <laughs> coming up in September, we have a book which is called None Shall Sleep by the amazing Australian author of um, uh, young adult, sort of tiny young adult books, Ellie Mani. And this book is so good. I gobbled it up in a matter of hours. I could not put it down. And the best way to describe it is to say that it's kind of like a version of um, Silence of the Lambs, but with all the characters being teenagers, <laughs> and it's so good. Does that include the cannibalism? Yeah. Oh. No. Well, no, okay. no. It's it's more like it's more like there is a, a there is a teen killer, um, and there's there's multiple killers in this book. There's lots of death in this book. Um, the main character is a young girl who herself escaped a serial killer she is um it's set in the 80s so it's got this cool like 80s vibe to it and then um so it's kind of got a mind hunter feel as well because it's sort of because it's set in like the early 80s before they really like while they were kind of developing um the profiling that they use now to hunt serial killers same as in the show Mindhunter, you know, it was just in its early phases and one of the, um, this book puts forward a theory that in order to kind of help profile and catch a teenage serial killer, they would use teenagers. <laughs> and it's just so, so they get this girl who escaped a, a teenager and they get a boy whose father was killed by um, a prolific serial killer and they put them on this case to find a killer and they have to talk to a, ca- a, a court killer. Do you, see how, do you see what I mean about there being a lot mm. of killers in this book? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they have to go and interview in a Mindhunter-style fashion a teenage killer that they have got um, caught, like Cannibal in Silence of the Lambs. And it is just so good, this book. Like, it, it's, it's just wild. I definitely, it's it's definitely one of the best YA thrillers I've read in ages, and I love it. And so that's my little addition of a kid's book to this section of the podcast. Dig it. Sarah, you <laughs> um, curated a little, um, uh, uh, for the first time, um, doing one of these um, crime campaigns, you've, you've, you've um, curated Included a, YA. a whole collection of YA titles. Uh, I love YA suspense and YA Crime. There's so many amazing Australian writers as well in that space. Like, as well as Ellie Mani, we've got um, authors like Lily Wilkinson. And that earlier this year called Deep Water. Um, we've got Lily Wilkinson. Yeah, she's she's had. Oh my gosh, The Boundless Sublime was like one of the most tense reads I think I've ever ever had. 
Um, we've also got Fleur Ferris, who um, writes like she wrote Black and um, Rack. She has she all of her books have like one title, one word titles, and they are all amazing. Um, but in the collection, as well as these Australian stars, we've got like a whole bunch of international authors who've written some amazing YA suspense and thriller books. Um, so yeah, if you're a fan of that subgenre of crime, you should check it out. Um, it's not necessarily a subgenre, but but um, one one so one of the collections I've I've put together for this um, crime month extravaganza is uh, literary thrillers. Um, which is just full of amazing names and amazing books, authors I love to read, um, and it was a joy to put it together. So you you can you can got the choice of Kate Atkinson, uh, Donna Tartt, Tasha Mosfey, uh, Hannah Kent, uh, Eleanor Catherine oh. Luminaries. There's so many cool um, authors in here. Ian McEwan's Nutshell. <gasps> What about oh, the yeah. Jackson Brody series by Kate Atkinson? Is that in there? Yes, it totally is in all yes. glory. I'm so that. thrilled um, that you included Atessa Moshfei because um, Death in Her Hands, um, which is her book that was scheduled for release later this year, but just they released it last week, didn't they? Mm, yeah, that was they, fantastic. They, they pushed yeah. it back and they pulled it forward. It's been all, all over the place. Mm. And Daisy Johnson's Sisters, I, I remember you. Oh, that's good. Well. Yeah. This is a great collection. This yeah, is my so favourite really genre cool, of crime cool fiction, I think, of, where it twists yeah. a little with literary. <laughs> yes. Yes, and that's, that's the wonderful thing about the genre, is that it's a, can just mm. commingle with um, so many different elements of storytelling. Yeah. So now that we've talked about the books that have come out so far and the ones that are coming in the future, I think, I guess we should talk about what our all-time favourites are. Like, oh. what are your favourite crime novels or even your favourite fictional detectives or, like, lead characters, forensic psychologists that, like, the series showrunner, essentially. I have Showrunner's not the right word. I don't even know where to begin. I could, I could break it up into sections. Classic, <laughs> classic crime favourites um, and more modern crime favourites and, like, but, you know, do we have time for that? I don't know. <laughs> of course we do. Philip Marlowe is my favourite um, detective character by far. He's just he's just so cool. wonderful as a ridiculous concept of a human being. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you can just never do better than Philip Marlowe for me. Um, mm. As flawed and ridiculous as as Chandler is today. It's just a joy to read. It's ridiculous. I love it. This is why I don't... I think we can be very forgiving of the the classic crime novels for just being um, dramatic and stuff because there's just, like, I don't know. Like, I can't, it's so cliched to say, but I love reading the, the Sherlock Holmes stories. Like, they're just so deliciously dramatic. <laughs> like, they're just so, they're so dramatic. And and to a, to a lesser extent, I also love Agatha Christie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, Agatha Christie. I like, I love the Poirot and the, I love Poirot more than Miss Marple, I think. Me too. Yeah, maybe we're sexist or we're, we're um, Francophiles or Belgian Bil- 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 He's not French, he's Belgian. Yeah. 
He'll get very cranky with you. Yeah. I like right, about, I like borrow, but I also like um, yeah. Like what are, what are your new ones that you're loving? You I can't talk about classic crime anymore. It's just getting started. Oh, <laughs> she right, hasn't mentioned right. Dorothy. <laughs> um, with when it comes to Agatha Christie, um, you know some some people prefer Miss Marple. Um, some people prefer Poirot. In terms of like the character, I like them both. I think I lean a little bit more Poirot, but I also like a lot of her, her standalone books as well. And I, I particularly like just because of the the time they were written when she sets books that are overseas. So I have love Death on the Nile, oh, and yeah. I love Appointment with Death, which I think is set in Jordan. And the, and they came to Baghdad, and the man in the brown suit. So you're you're in like the thirties and sometimes the, the, th- the 20s and 30s and the 40s, mm. um, but in all of, in Africa. Like, it's just, it's super cool. I love those books, but they're all amazingly melodramatic. And I also love, if you're if you're an Agatha Christie fan, you'll know um, the reason why I'm pairing these two together. And if, if you're an Agatha Christie fan, you'll know why I'm grouping these two books together because they do have kind of a common theme, but it's a bit spoilery, so I won't call it out specifically. But I love the ones like Peril at End House and, and The Murder of Roger Ackroyd because mm-hmm. they've got a thing that I like. And that's all I'll say on I Get to Christy. Uh, Sarah, I'm assuming you also adore Kerry Greenwood's novels as well. I do. There's something about the 20s-ness of anything, if it's set in the 20s or the 30s, I will love it. So Franny Fisher series is delicious to me. I just... I love it. I've read them all multiple times. I'm also a huge, huge fan of the Roland Sinclair series by Solari Gentle for, for the same reason. Like, mm-hmm. I just love being yeah. in that time period um, in a in a crimey way. It's just so fun. And I also love, you know, in, that's I, I think it's because I, I read all the Agatha Christie novels when I was young and I read all the Dorothy L. Sayers when I was young. And now anyone who chooses to write in that time, I'm just on board immediately. In terms of more recent favourites, we've mentioned Candace Fox, but I want to specifically talk about what I think is my favourite series of hers, but it's a real close call. Like, I honestly, I changed my mind a lot about my favourite series by Candace Fox. I think I'm probably a little bit slightly more partial to the Ted Concafi Amanda Farrell series, which is the Crimson Lake series. And I love that one because um, you kind of have these two main characters who shouldn't shouldn't get along. They're both, you know, they're sort of an odd couple. And I love an odd couple um, pairing where they're just really, really different but somehow work really well together and, you know, lots of zany humour. So that's a favourite. And another more recent favourite is, um, I mean, more recent than Agatha Christie. <laughs> is um, the Gemma Woodstock series by Sarah Bailey. I just adore that trilogy. Um, I love the character. I feel as though um, she's just she's just a character with a lot of... It's really, really easy to relate to her. Um, and in that series, Sarah Bailey kind of takes the, the, the trope of, like, the... Um, you know, how am I going to say this, like the damaged detective with a lot going on, a lot of baggage and um, kind of just makes it fresh with Gemma. There's just something about it that just I haven't read it done in that particular way. It's not just that she's a woman. It's partly that she's a woman, but it's it's just it's more than that. 
Um, I love that series. And that, yeah, I think, yeah. are my, those are my faves that I'll talk about. I could go on indefinitely, <laughs> but I won't. Yeah, you could. I mean, speaking of, uh, um, speaking of uh, interesting pairings or, 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 or odd couples in, in crime, um, Tony Hill and Carol Jordan, um, those novels by Val McDermott, I, I, I think they're awesome. Uh, and the last one, How Dead Speak, was, was razor sharp, really well done. That's a fantastic series. There's so there's so many. Like I, no, I'm, I I won't. I'll stop. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because um, Devlin McTiernan's on the blog today with her sharing her favourite crime reads herself, and uh, Val McDermott's How the Dead Speak is on her list. Yes, so yes. It's funny you mentioned that. Before about um, how how much um, how much Devlin loves Val. She's uh, Val's Val's amazing, and I got to meet her once, and it was just. It was like meeting the queen, except the opposite, because <laughs> she's like was just in cargo shorts and was like, "How you doing?" She's <laughs> possibly oh, amazing. I love her, and we saw her yeah. singing at the Ned Kelly Awards last year. Wasn't that fantastic? That was <laughs> one of the strangest things that's happened in my life. Oh god, that was good. It was fantastic. Yeah, there's, there, well, there, there are um, you you why Serena up there? There are some amazing um, expertly curated. Um, uh, crime picks coming from some very big name authors. Um, Devil McTinnon is the first one, and there's going to be some more. And uh, we've got some really interesting um, submissions for that. So um, subscribe to the Booktopian if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. You can expect to hear from like, people like Chris Hammer. Um, we've got Michael oh, uh, yeah, Michael Robotham. Uh, Michael with... Robotham. <laughs> yeah, oh, Michael Robotham is going to tell us what to read. White, yep. I think it's got a few picks as well. It's, it's going to be really. I'm cool. excited. Yeah. So you should definitely stay tuned for those. And Devlin McTiernan is on the blog now. Um, she had some great picks, like really kind of left to center, but like and diverse and excellent. Like my sister, the serial killer, um, oh. which I keep hearing about that book, and everyone's like, it's so good. And it was long list. That is a fantastic. Yeah. So you should head over to the Booktopian if you want to see what Devlin McTiernan has been reading and loving. Um, I also I want to wrap it up. Like I want to let you guys keep talking about crime fiction because it's such a huge topic as I think you you might be able to gather but unfortunately I think we do have to wrap it up um this is your final chance to shout out to any of the major crime novels that you've been loving and maybe have forgotten about oh um, <laughs> I can't think uh, of the uh, ones I haven't thought of really big ones that are, are coming later in the year that we haven't talked about because we really just don't know anything about them um mm. there's a new Janet Ivanovich a Stephanie Plum thriller um, and there's a new uh, Robert Galbraith um, uh, strike novel, um, so they'll be they'll be very big, very big books. But I know nothing about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Well, on that and, note, and we'll... oh wait, 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 one more. Oh. Another Michael Robotham at Christmas. Um, what? There's another be... Robotham? Oh, yeah, and, uh, I'm sorry, not Robotham. Connolly, another Connolly, Michael oh, Connolly another at Christmas, Connolly. and it will be a um, uh, Nikki Haller. Lincoln lawyer. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, um, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for joining me, Ben and Sarah. This has been a fabulous chat. And I don't know about you guys, but my reading list just got a whole lot longer. (laughs) Yes, definitely. All right. So you can find all of the books we've talked about today um, at booktopia.com.au and on on our Crime Month page. 
Um, so if you head over to the website, we'll have lots of big banners everywhere. It's been beautifully curated by Ben. Um, it just looks fantastic. And you'll definitely find something you want to read on that page. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces, and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.